Because I I didn't I'm like either team. I, I'm a huge football <laughs> watcher, but I'm a huge New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks hater. Uh, all I can say is at the end, run the ball, man. Hand the ball off. Don't pass it. So, so I, if there were if if there were a way for both teams to lose, that would have that been would my have preference. That would have been the ideal for you. Yeah. Well, I'm not much of a football fan, so for me, the end of football, the Super Bowl. Yes. Begin, Marks the beginning you know, of baseball, and that's my game. February eighteenth. So, yes, yes. That's when spring, is, is that's when game, spring training starts. Yeah, that's yeah. more importantly, though, because I know how big of a huge uh, Rocky. Well, fan. not a Rocky, but a weather fan. Oh weather, yes. Oh yes. Uh, yesterday was Groundhog Day, <laughs> and I understand that Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow, saw went his back shadow, in so six more weeks six of when You got to be happy about I, that. I am absolutely thrilled. Yes, I am. I am quite thrilled. We should probably get to the show. <laughs> I know Sarah's. So. I think Sarah's online here. <laughs> I'm waiting patiently. There you go. I'm, actually, I'm cringing, thinking, "Oh no, we're not going to talk about football, are we?" <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I think that's the extent of it, right there, Sarah. <laughs> oh, good. In this hour, okay, we okay. do invite our listeners to listen for an idea that will inspire you to tap into your imagination. Have you ever looked at your life and wondered if you're making a difference to anyone around you? Have you ever thought of leaving the daily grind to pursue a dream you just can't get out of your head? Have you felt God's call on your heart so strong that you could no longer ignore it? You'll want to stay right here on LitSpeak on Blog Talk Radio to listen to the incredible journey of today's guest, Sarah Goff. After investing in a seven-year career in the glitz and glitter of New York City's fashion industry, Sarah walked away into a whole new life. Founder of the global educational charity Lift the Lid, Sarah now travels to the darkest corners of the world to bring light and hope to young people in underprivileged schools. She helps them develop writing skills and is an accomplished author herself. All the way from London, England, I'm proud to introduce Sarah Goss. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you very much, Patty. Thank you, Derek. It's great to be here. <laughs> All the way from England. I just All the way from England. I just got this picture in my head of her over there at tea. Is it tea time there, Sarah? <laughs> Actually, this would be, uh, this probably would be, okay, tea time confuses me. There is tea time where you have the traditional <laughs> little cakes and the tea, but tea also refers to dinner. So oh. I had a, uh, my son is six years old. He had a, this, this sums it up. He had a play date once and the, the boy who came over, his friend is, is a British boy and he, um, came it came in the afternoon and stayed for dinner and so i said to him uh what would you like to drink do you like milk do you want water he didn't want anything and i said and he just and he just said just tea and i said oh okay that's interesting you want 
And he was five years old. I said, you want tea? Well, I have some chamomile. Do you like? I certainly wasn't going to give him a caffeinated tea. So I gave him tea. And his when his mom came to pick him, pick him up, she said, are you drinking tea? <laughs> he asked for it. And, and actually, he had just said, I'll be fine with just dinner. And but not he wasn't asking for a tea. So the poor boy must have been thought, Oh no, what is this you know, what is this awful drink she's giving me? So he has he has not asked to come back to play at our house since then. Oh, that is comical. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sarah, I know you but, weren't born and raised in England, so tell us a little about yourself, where you did grow up and I'm interested okay. to know what led you to the fashion industry industry. Okay. Well, I was raised in upstate New York in Binghamton, uh, a little town right outside of Binghamton called Vestal. And uh, all growing up myself, I would say, and my friends would say with us, this is a great place to grow up, but, you know, wouldn't it be cool to be in the city? So as soon as I graduated from college, uh, I, yeah, I, I just, I was out of Binghamton. You know, I, I thought of, I, looked at Atlanta, I'd uh, spent some time in California, but then I, uh, my heart would pulled me to the city. And it's funny, at first I thought, I can't possibly do it. No, I, I'm just not, I'm too small. I, 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 lo- I look like, I look like a victim. I'm pale and, and my light, I have light hair, you know, who knows what would happen to me in the big city. But um, these were my thoughts. But then I, then one day it just occurred to me, look at all the people uh, and the people who are struggling to make it happen there. The people who, and I, I specifically thought of the people um, running just, tiny shops and uh, mm-hmm. not not the glitz and not the glam. I thought of the, the, the people working like in the the toughest menial jobs. And I said, well, they're make, you know, they live and work and make it happen in the city. So if they can, then, then I should be able to. So I, I, I moved in uh, the summer after I graduated. And I uh, spent some time with a cousin who I didn't know that well, but I certainly got to know her just a few months while I looked for an apartment. And then it started from there. I was there for 16 years. Um, but I, I thought, what what job does – I studied English literature and history in college. So basically mm. the, it, was wi- it was wide open what I could <laughs> what I could do. <laughs> and, and I did – I thought I wanted to write – but I was too afraid to actually try to get a job at a magazine. I didn't feel qualified, so I thought, well, you know, I could, start, I can, I can make it in the fashion industry. That they paid pretty well for entry level, and I, um, I knew somebody that could make an introduction just so I could get an interview, and I got an entry level job, and then I worked my way up from there. But as it turned out, um, while I did fit the mold I, I could I could talk the talk and I, I could look you know I, I fit in with that world it never ceased to shock me day after day just the the the, the positive things the yeah the passion and the mm. fun and the the daring personalities but also there 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 is really no rules in in what could be said or uh, it, it wasn't the most sometimes wasn't when you have people who are very passionate about uh, clothing or colors or design, <laughs> sometimes sometimes the tempers are flying and, and <laughs> pens are flying and, and the vulgarity is flying. And so it was, that was an eye opener for me. It was, it was, it was great. I worked real hard two in the morning weekends. I, oh but God, I got, wow. I got promotion after promotion and I was in the merchandising, uh, end of fashion so I was doing um doing when I was with this Playboy and I was doing more planning the line how many units to sell and what was the markup and oh. um you know the, focusing on the retail cost then I left after three years at Liz Claiborne and I went to J Crew and that merchandising there had a different definition you're more you're working if not battling it out with the designers on what what should sell, and I even went to fittings, and I would argue over the inseams of of pants and, and oh the length goodness. of skirts, wow. and, and so that got that was really interesting, but also a lot of work. And I kept thinking the whole time, I would come home 
and I would write from maybe 10, generally like 10 at night till 12 at night. And, and, uh, and, and that when I could, I would try to take a class at NYU, uh, some continuing education classes. I, I kept the dream of writing going. I would go to conferences in the city. I'd go to mm-hmm. readings. But my writing went nowhere. So my dream was continuing, but my the reality of it really wasn't. And that kept bothering me year after year until finally I thought, I've got to make a decision. I'm either going to get another promotion and I'm going to get more entrenched in this world and mm-hmm. the, the salary is going to get better and better or I'm going to, sure. it's going to, be harder I'm, to walk I'm away. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. So yeah. it, and then, and so I, I walked away much to the, my family was not entirely supportive. They were, they were oh, scared. Sure. From, but, <laughs> You're going to starve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had I had done so. I was continuing to do. I think it was the second year into the city. I realized I could pay less in a mortgage than I could in rent and get a bigger space. So at that time, you could get a mortgage from anybody, and uh, and so I managed to buy an apartment again, much to my family's dismay. That they thought, how are you going to keep up these payments? But payments were less than and and the apartment was kind of a little bit of a shady part of uh, a quieter part of the city which is now a booming part it's union square gramercy mm-hmm. park which is is just restaurant and hotel after restaurant mm-hmm. and hotel and, yeah. and but at the time there were there would be the occasional prostitute on the corner and it was just a, a quieter street but so the maintenance was low. It was it was a good time, but <laughs> but but my family said you cannot leave your job when you have a mortgage. We can't pay your mortgage, you know. So, <laughs> but I'll make it. I'll, I have a feeling I can do this. And, and show up so, on the doorstep. We might feed you, but forget right, about paying yeah, your bills. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But so, I, yeah, Sarah- I. I have I've lots of city stories. I could go I could spend the whole <laughs> whole hour talking about my experiences in the city. But actually I didn't get to tell you but I grew up right outside of the city about 50 miles out of the city. I grew up out on Long Island. Oh wow. Yeah. And I love I was the opposite of you. I was not a city person at all. My my folks were not city people. We drove through the city to get to upstate to mm-hmm. uh, to the Adirondack country because that's where my dad was from and that's where we always vacationed and we had family up there. But no, right. I did not have the desire to move into the city once I got out of nursing school. I couldn't wait to get even further into the country. That's why I ended up out here in Colorado where it's 80 miles to the nearest Starbucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, Sarah, let's move on with, with your story. So so you were in the fashion industry and, and you, you it sounds like you just had this Niggling in the back of your head that said, "This is not what I want to do with my life." Basically, right, right. so yeah, what steps did is. you take to even lay? What gave you the idea for lift the lid, and what steps did you take to get there? I I can't imagine having the wherewithal to go from point A to point B. So take us there if you can. Right. Sure. Yeah. It. it looking back, it all laid out really nicely at the time. I mean, I was at one point, you know, I bought that apartment, but I couldn't furnish it. So I was living in this apartment with no furniture, no television. And I, I <laughs> clearly remember sitting on the floor, on the, the wood floor, um, and and thinking and just praying to God saying, you know what, this 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 path that I'm on in this industry is just not doing any good for anybody. It's not, it's not fulfilling me and I'm not helping anybody else it's, I'm just existing so what do you what do you want me to do you know I'm I just said I really trust that whatever you lay in front of me I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it just give me mm. the idea get, lay it down I will go I will do it because it can only get better from here and and I guess what really it, now it wasn't that someone I, I didn't get fired so it wasn't like a big Someone pushed me out the door. I I mm-hmm. did leave, and I 
it was after my father had passed away, and maybe that influenced it. I don't. Uh, where I just realized it's just time to take a step. I just it, this is the time. But at, I I did. I walked away, and I got a job at a nightclub, which at least would give me the days free, and I could I can make enough money at night, uh, barely. To, at least I could get by, I could eat, and I could pay the mortgage, and I, um, and and then from there I started looking for ways that I could just build on my writing and try to get my foot. I wrote for a small um, lifestyle magazine in Soho in the Hamptons. I wrote a couple articles for them. I. It took me a year to get into the National Arts Club and then another year to get on their literary committee, but that opened a door for me to um, take my love of writing to other students in in, uh, inner city schools. So that started that ministry. I went to a soup kitchen and I I would just, I had my days free, which, so I was like, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier. It didn't matter how tired I was. I was just, the high on life that I could um, mm. choose what to do with my day, and I so I was handing out food at a soup kitchen. Which then someone said, "Well, you should you should meet Ian Fraser. He's he's a, a great author." I said, "Yeah, I know I know Ian Fraser. <laughs> I, I know his work." He said, "Well, he happens he happens to run a writing workshop here at the soup kitchen," and I thought, oh, "Wow." Are you kidding? Mm. <laughs> so I went up to him and I said, I'd like to help out, can I? And he said, e- well, mm, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it can get a little tough. We generally, you know, like to have uh, more male instructors than female, uh, just in case. Mostly it's fine, but, uh, you know, and I said, well, okay, you know, I I could hear him politely saying no, but I said, how about if I just come for one session and see how it goes? So I basically invited myself. And, and, but it went, I, I felt perfectly comfortable. It was a group of maybe 12 homeless people who loved to write and we would all free write. And I couldn't believe the stories I heard. I was so inspired by them that I just lit up and I, 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 I think I think Ian could tell that I I really really cared and really meant something to me and so I was able to stay on and I I did that for three years, um, but so slowly a, a ministry started to fall into place. Little doors would open, and at the same time I was taking more more classes and working on a novel and uh, and yeah I I think it, I, and then. I guess a big point is that I met my husband after a few years, and that that also helped. Uh, and he he uh, he, I just knew when I met him that it because that that he was right for me because he fully supported. He didn't think I was crazy, and uh, <laughs> for putting helps. myself in. That's a, lot. a big yeah. plus. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, it does help a lot because a lot of people. Uh, and I feared that I thought when I walk away from this job, I'm never going to find a husband. No one's gonna. <laughs> no one is gonna. I, I'm suddenly really not that great of a catch because I'm, I'm working in a like a, you know a seedy nightclub. That's I mean that's not <laughs> ideal. I'm and and I'm mm. not like a. I kept thinking I'm not this super talented special writer that instant glory has come to me. You know I'm I'm just. <laughs> I'm just eking it out over here. Plus, I go to soup kitchens and, you know, so, and inner city schools with metal detectors. So, but he just thought, he thought, wow, you know, here's this person doing what she wants to do. And he he recognized how rare that was in the city and, and, and really respected, respected that about me. So, um, yeah, it's, he, and he's an interesting story because he's from Sweden and, and so he oh, no. he, he kind of had to step away as well from from a, one life to another by leaving Sweden to come to study in America, which is a really big deal for him. So um, so he 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 had the opportunity to go to some great schools and starting in a, uh, with a boarding school in high school, and then 
on to Amherst and then on to uh, Harvard. And he, but he, it was all on his own, his own just uh, work ethics and drive and desire, you know, Amer- purely American dream uh, is what it was. Mm-hmm. He just said, I need to get to this country and I, and I'm going to work really hard to, to, you know, to impress my teachers to make it happen. And he did. So, so that, that one thing led to another, but what ha- lift the lid to get skip to that part? Uh, we were <laughs> it was 2008, so I met Jonas in about 2000. Quit my job uh, it was 1999, and then uh, we were married in 2001. So it was 2008 when we left New York, and that was when the New York bubble basically popped, and mm-hmm. it was so it was a good time to uh, to rethink where you want to live and what kind of job you want to have. So that's where Jonas was. And he, he said, let's give Sweden, let's, let's try Stockholm because an opportunity opened up for him there. Wow. And, um, yeah. and my, our first son was just born. And, uh, and so I had, uh, this great full life with the, with the national arts club and going to inner city schools. And I, I was even, I even got to talk at a college and I was, you know, had this network really flowing for myself in the city. And my, I had gotten an agent and so my, my novel was looking good. And, and, and then it was, uh, well, looks like it's time to, to switch gears again and put all that aside. I can't continue these outreaches. So we, we went to Sweden, and um, and I didn't realize the impact of it until I got there, and until winter came, and then I realized that I was. Oh, I would just be yeah. in the glory there. Oh my goodness! All the snow, and the cold. Oh yeah, yeah. I was alone. Jonas was working again really hard and uh, traveling at times, and I was um, and. The funny thing is, is we opted not to live in, we started living in Stockholm, but then he, Jonas found this great, looked like a riding haven on a cliff just 20 minutes from Stockholm, but it was on the archipelago overlooking the Baltic Sea, and it was just paradise in the summer, and you couldn't see any neighbors, and we thought, oh, you know, if we're going to leave Manhattan, let's really leave Manhattan, and so we, we rented it, and they did warn us that not many people on the mountain stayed throughout the winter. We thought, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. I, I remember saying, oh, I'm a writer, so that's fine. I don't mind isolation. I love the isolation. Oh, yeah. I don't want anybody bothering me anyway. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Wow. I mean, there was so little light, and I was so, if, if anything happened, I, there I was with a, with a six-month-old and our little Yorkie and myself. <laughs> and if anything happened to me, no one would know for hours. And if we did have to get help, we had to drive down a winding mountain to a patch where a helicopter would come to Oh, my goodness. Give you oh, aid. my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, well, I was I, just afraid. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sarah, I think you, you have a story coming up and we're gonna go yeah. to break in about one minute. Yeah. So Okay. And I, oh, right. I, I would I like to remind story. folks before we do go to break that mm-hmm. you're listening to Lit Speak right here on Blog Talk Radio. Our guest today is Sarah Goff, who is the founder of Lift the Lid, which is a global educational charity. And we will be back with Sarah in about Four to five minutes. Yep, we'll see you then. Two roads diverged in a wood. And I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The road less traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christ-like. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. 
Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey, a journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot, because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to this week with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Let's Speak here on Blog Talk Radio. We are talking with Sarah Goff, who is the founder of Lift the Lid, a global educational charity. We always return from our break with the announcement of our giveaway from the previous somebody week. Won, and somebody, somebody won. won. <laughs> last, well, last week, yeah. our guest was Kathy Ide, and she very graciously gave a copy of her book, Proofreading Secrets of Best-Selling Authors, mm-hmm. and the winner is... Who's Drum the, roll here. Down, yeah, we need, still, still need Gail Kittleson. Gail Kittleson. Gail and I have kind of become friends over the internet, just like many of my friends. I never laid eyes on them other yes. than their picture, but 
so I'm so thrilled that Gail has won because she also does some editing and I think she will very much enjoy the book. So congratulations, Gail. So you know, you know Gail then. Well, like I say, I know Gail as well as I know all of my cyber friends. Okay, so this thing's rigged. Is that what you're saying? No, I use (laughs) random.org. Cool. Okay. But you make me out to be a cheat all the time, Derek. Keeping the show, you know, on on the up and on the straight and narrow. Up and up. Yeah. Well, I have some more exciting news. We're going to have a, a giveaway. For for this show, but uh-huh. it will be in a few minutes because right now we need to get back to Sarah and all yes. the exciting stories she was telling us about being on the top of this mountain in Stockholm where if she needed help, she wasn't very likely to get it. So we left Sarah, Sarah stranded come on there. back and tell us what happened. <laughs> you left us in suspense like you do when you have to put away a, poor, a, mist, a suspense novel in the middle Sa- of the night. You Sarah's know? So, stranded on the mountain. <laughs> Sarah, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> Once again, how did I get back there? Oh, I thought that time was behind me. Uh, but you know, you know, we didn't make it through the winter though. We we actually had to pack it up and rent a, a small flat uh, in Stockholm. Uh, just like spontaneously, we just had to. We couldn't do it. We could not get out of our front door. There was so much snow. But oh uh, one one incident that did uh, make us realize that we were crazy for being out there is we were trying to get back to New York for Christmas and uh, we had an early morning flight so I mean even if we had a 10 o'clock in the morning flight it still would have been dark but it was I think it was like six or seven in the morning. So it was that type, you could hold your hand in front of your face and you wouldn't see it. It was just an all-consuming darkness and it was snowing. And our driveway, we were at the top of the mountain, but our driveway sloped down the cliff a little bit because the little cabin was situated on the side of the, so you had to, you, the, it was actually a steep driveway going down that led you to the house and we loaded up the car got the baby and the the baby seat and the dog and every we all bundled up and and we're set to get to the airport and uh Jonas was worried about getting up the hill so he drew, he did a test run first uh Jonas my, my husband he did a test run and made it to the top of the driveway I thought okay we did it that's fine and then went back down and then we loaded everything up. So we start up the, the drive to get out. And and three quarters of the way, almost to the top, the wheels start spinning. And Jonas realizes that in doing his test run, he had packed down the snow and now and then made the second mistake of going up the same tracks. So that's oh, no, the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the wheels could, had nothing to grab. And... He said, oh, no, oh, no, we're going back, and I, I can't stop. And it was a SUV. It was a big, heavy car, and, I, and he said uh, a number of words, but he said <laughs> basically. Yeah. That we can't say on air. <laughs> yeah, I have no control. I have no control, Sarah. I have no control of this car. We're going back, and we were sliding backwards. That, there is, to one side, a tree. To the other side, you just go down, and you would roll and roll and roll. Big rocks, and eventually get to the Baltic Sea. So I, Mm. I just said, I said, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. In in this probably thirty second time we had this conversation, it was somehow all managed to fit in. I said, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And I thought, God, take the car, take it. Mm. This is yours right now. We're it's all you. And I just, I imagined lifting my spirit up to him, just saying, I'm I'm light, I'm air, I'm, there you go. I'm just, I'm, I'm a feather right now, and mm-hmm. you are going to take the car. The car, the rear, the side view mirror clipped that one tree on the left-hand side and stopped the car Two of the wheels were all over the so- over the edge, oh, but oh the car gosh. but the car stopped, and and oh. the the side view mirror broke, but it still stopped. I mean, mm. it, it, for a second we thought, oh, it's going to catch the mirror, and then the mirror broke and it, it still moved, but then it stopped, and so we ever so carefully climbed out, and 
uh, and just said, wow. I mean, we could barely stand. We were so shooken by it all. Wow, and, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 called a tow truck, uh, and the tow truck got stuck. So I mean, it was just we did eventually make it back home for Christmas, but it, uh, yeah, it was. That's when we thought this is this is dangerous. <laughs> this is not how we should <laughs> live. No one comes up this mountain. Oh that's why that guy said no one makes it. <laughs> yep. But I have to hang on to the belief that um, uh, absolutely that uh, that. That God was with us then, and mm-hmm. by when when you even when you even let go of the fear, and you even just like total, it was like a moment of total abandonment. Then I think He stepped in because mm-hmm. sure. the odds yeah. that uh, the odds that it worked out the way it did was just very yeah. slim and incredible. So yeah, well, Sarah, so that, I know you. Yeah, you have. I know you have students that you want to tell us about with your lift the lid program. So, tell us right. where your students are and what they're like, and why you enjoy working okay. with them. Okay, this the, the whole lift the lid uh, journey. I had no idea what I was getting into, but I was in Sweden with <laughs> no one, nothing to do, no outreach. There's no there's very little homelessness if there is they're okay and they don't need my help and i couldn't go there weren't inner city schools there was nothing for me really to do uh Mm -hmm. so i said i'm gonna i knew of i knew of schools that needed help and i had for a couple years been thinking how can i help these people you know and i then that's when that's when the the door opened. It was in Sweden when I had nothing else to do that I thought, well, I could have a website. And, and, you know, it really started with instead of my family giving me Christmas gifts, they could give money to, to, to the schools that I know that need, that need help. And then one thing, then I thought, well, maybe I should register it. Yeah. I had no idea, but I just started researching and one thing led to another where I got a tax ID number. And then I, I realized, oh, I have to incorporate it in order to one day get 501c3 status. Mm -hmm. I I need to have checks and balances. I need to have a budget. I need, I mean, it just one, I tackled one, challenge after the other to lay it down and uh and the fact that the the idea of it was so solid and i enjoyed it so much that it had to work and it did work and for every donation one of the students in one of the schools we sponsor writes a personal poem or personal essay or a poem and we they scan it if the school doesn't have a scanner we we give them the money out of pocket to buy a scanner. Uh, hmm. All the all the schools have internet connection, uh, wow. and so, or they can go to a cafe and get internet connection. But they all have access to it. In fact, uh, one of the schools certainly doesn't have internet connection on site, but they can go somewhere. But they uh, so they can scan the work of the children, and I then can post it on the website and send that that post to the donor and um and the donors act really they they get as much out of it i some of them as much as i do they they really are moved by what the students are writing and the students just at, they leap at the opportunity to have somebody listen to them and to be able to write something that is uh personal to them because generally they're trying to stick to a curriculum at school they're trying to to educate uh, be educated enough to take the national exams it's a major struggle for some of the schools in particular because they are so poor uh and they um they are one school called namelock um in kenya they they have the lowest fee structure of any schools in the area but they are getting students in that otherwise couldn't afford any of the other schools so they um they started under a tree, which is some moms that said, we need to educate these kids because there's uh, they, otherwise there's nothing for them. And I happened to know one of the moms uh, that I met on a trip to Kenya I had made. And, um, and so it's just uh, now we, now that school 
with our help, um, has five classrooms, and we just now are working to build a kitchen so that they could have a lunch program. And they started with 10 students, and now they have 88 students. I mean, at first mm-hmm. it was, wow. you know, the kids, were, the kids were all there, but they were leery to, well, should we go to this? What is, what is this group meeting under a tree? But then they realized, <laughs> oh, this group is serious, and actually, oh, it's fun. I really think the kids want to go to school, and and so it just has been building and building. And Sarah, uh, I have a couple. Uh, I have a. Is it okay if I ask a couple questions, sure. Pat? I, I'm just. I was I'm very yeah, bring up Sarah's website. I'm, go ahead. I'm just very curious, and and this will probably lead into that. Now, just a couple questions. When when a when a donor gives money uh, to lift the lid, um, are there certain schools that they can designate? Do do you determine that? And what uh, what does the money go for? Is it a, is it a, just a general budget towards the school? And then my right. other question that I that I have is I'm curious about the name of why <laughs> lift the lid and what does that mean? I know that's a lot of questions in there, but <laughs> <laughs> all very good questions. Um, yeah, every donation goes to a project, so the donor will know what the project is mm-hmm. and then when they receive the the poem or the personal essay they also receive a picture of the student and then i will tell them what the money is being used for they can and they can select a school we have three schools in kenya one in the philippines and we were supporting a school in pakistan uh which since earning 501c3 status i can no longer support because i mm-hmm. can't I can't get to that school, and sure. I don't know anyone who can. So um, I, 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 I really enjoyed helping them and other charities that were helping that, that or were a part of that outreach, but I just I need to be able to go. Uh, so I, so we, that, was, uh, that was a good project, but now it, our schools are in Kenya and the Philippines. And, oh, okay. um, and you can choose. Uh, you can say, I want to, to go to the specific, or many donors say, wherever you feel it would be best, you choose, and I, I will choose. Sure, uh, sure. So, and how about lift the lid? Where, what is that? Uh, where did you get that name from? Does it have a special meaning? I, mean, I want to probably say we got about, what, three minutes, three minutes until the giveaway, away, so yeah. I don't want to rush oh, okay. your answer or anything, but I'm just curious sure about that. Yeah, the the name is the idea that we are uh, opening the the box of of all the beauty, the 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 brilliance mm. inside these students. Because uh, and you see it once they start writing about themselves or what they what what is important to them. I, I even I could read snippets of some of the things that some of the students wrote, and I could tell you that their experiences are, are everything from being kidnapped to wrongly imprisoned to uh, raped, married at Well, I do know, uh, Mm -hmm. Sarah, on your website, which, by the way, is www.lift-the-lid.org, that I think on there, don't you say, Sarah, lift the lid and see what's inside? Mm. Right, exactly. And it's kind of a a way to... Inspire people's curiosity. Yeah. And yeah. What, what is this all about? So I, I really yeah, like that. that yeah, about the, it's almost a surprise of, of what's what's going on in there. So and we have a giveaway right. that yes, we do yeah. have a giveaway, and I'm very excited about this. I have read most of the books there. I didn't get to read all of it. Time just okay. seems to always get away from me, but I have read most of it. Uh, Sarah is uh, very generously giving away a copy of No Plan B. Mm-hmm. Discovering God's Blueprint for Your Life, and it is written by Nelson Hanna. Mm-hmm. And she is also, and I'm sure she has writers in mind when she chose this gift, mm-hmm. is giving away a $10 Starbucks card. To sit <laughs> so there. All of to... us writers don't know that we love coffee. Of course we do. 
Right. Is that a, is that a, so, is that something that writers do? They go and they sit at the Starbucks or the Barnes and coffee Noble. Coffee and chocolate is an the, absolute must, huh, Sarah? Or the yeah, you know, right. it's just yeah. a part of the staple of your diet. Isn't it, that true, Sarah? <laughs> well, I, I go for tea. Uh, back to the oh, okay, right, circle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably yeah. the kind of the J.K. Rowling thing of writing Harry Potter as sitting in the in, in in the cafe right. looking out the. The, yeah. the window. So right. yeah. So uh, yeah. We, let's. We've got to play our giveaway jingle. That's right. We, we have a we have a giveaway, giveaway jingle, jingle oh, Jimbo. Try to do that. Yeah, let's play that. Our little giveaway. Jimbo probably says Pat messed me up with the time. No, here we got we got it. Here we go. It's time for let's speak literary steal of the week. Literary steal of the week. <laughs> how does somebody get no plan B? tell you. Okay. I have a website and it is www.patty p-a-t-t-i sheen s-h-e-n-e all one word dot com. Mm -hmm. You go to that website you will see a blog talk radio tab. When you click on that tab you will see a page that says giveaway. Mm -hmm. Click on that. It will take you to the giveaway page. You go to the bottom. Leave a comment. You can leave any comment you want. You can say I want the book. I listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Pick put, me, yeah. whatever you want to say. <laughs> Just any comment at all is fine. Do be aware, however, listeners, that when you leave a comment, it will not show up on the website itself until I go in and approve it. That's a part of my webmaster's package that I have to approve each comment, and I'm sure that's to avoid spam and all that nasty yeah. stuff that you get. And it's randomly, so, winners and, randomly and random, chosen. Yes, it says right here that the the choice is made by random.org, random. which has nothing to do with me. It's an <laughs> arbitrary, is that the word? Arbitrary, that's yeah. right. That's Winner. exactly right. So I, I invite all of our listeners to come in and sign up for the giveaway. It will be open until next Monday at 8 p.m. That would be the 9th of February. Mountain so Standard 8 Time. Mountain Standard yeah. Time, yeah. yeah. So you have a whole week, almost to uh, go in and sign up for the giveaway. And yeah. I urge you to do But don't wait. And, don't wait at yeah, all. Get on, get, on get on there. PattySheen.com. Right get after you get done there. looking at uh, www.lift-lid.org. Exactly. Lift That's the lid. right. So Go in there and make a donation to to Sarah's organization. That's, Sarah, I was going to tell you, it's, it's, a, it's something that I was very interested in because my wife is a teacher as well as my uh, my daughter is a teacher, and I was sharing it with her of, of you know the the ability to go in and help these these schools that are struggling in in countries that are struggling with with kids who are going through just horrific things in life, and and it, it was really close to her heart because even though <clears throat> you know our school is here in southeastern Colorado, we still are what what is considered poverty. Now, I wouldn't compare it to Kenya or or to to any other, uh, you know, country like that. But uh, my wife was really, and we got to talking about how hard it is for kids to learn uh, growing up in that type of an atmosphere. So I really applaud Lift the Lid of, of trying to help these kids uh, learn in, in, in circumstances that are, for some yeah. of us, just unbelievable. Right. It, yeah, they, it's perseverance. And they just, they know that they need it. And they know it's their way out, and they they want it more than anything. And they some have to leave school for a few, uh, you know, for a year or a couple semesters. Mm-hmm. They, but they they fight and they work to to get back, and um, and and it's it's really inspiring. I just I I and and their creativity creativity doesn't need. Um, Certain you don't have to finish certain courses to be creative. I mean, right, it just right. comes from inside, and it's it's just their God-given gift, and it's and they they unleash it, and it's just incredible what they can share. And 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 I will say you can you can hone your creativity, and you can become better at expressing yourself. So many of the students I've I've gotten to know, and they've submitted. Um, different essays or different poems and they've written thank you notes and they um i we hold a 
annual co uh, writing competition at each school, and so they enter that every year. And they, so I see the improvement as well. But still, the it it it's, the improvement in writing and the penmanship fine, but their first essay could be the most brilliant or most moving and touching even mm -hmm. over maybe the most recent it's just what's inside and what they're trying to express that's that's so special and uh, it's yeah i i just love i love the work it's mm -hmm. a lot of time but it's worth it mm -hmm. something that was really exciting for me sarah and you can kind of pick up the story i on on the website that that i do i have a teens page and i encourage teens mm -hmm. to submit their work and like I have explained to them there's no payment involved and their work remains theirs I don't have any rights to it or anything but it's a place where if they would like they can have their work put out there on on the the internet mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this one young lady had written a poem that I thought was outstanding and I put it on there and Sarah you came I think that's how I kind of hooked up with you for the show actually that's exactly you, how you we met exactly and <laughs> And well, tell you tell the rest of the story, Sarah, because mm -hmm. since yeah. then you have uh, you have kind of and we don't use last names for these young people sure. because they are minors. Sure. But uh, her first name okay. is is Ariel, right? And, and her work is Good Good Night World, and it every time I read it, I, I get chills. I it's mm. absolutely so. What I I read it. I don't know how I found it, honestly. I, have, I don't I know where <laughs> I stumbled upon it. My site is not the most popular on the internet, believe me. I don't know. So I, but I, as soon as I did, I said, "How can I find this person?" Well, I've been in touch with her. I've sent her poem to Lenana Girls High School, which is one of the schools we support in Kitali, Kenya, um, and she. Uh, and of course, she asked her, and and I made sure it was okay with her. She was thrilled to share her work. And since then, uh, two of the students at Lenana wrote a poem back to share with her, and, and so we just gave that to to um, to Ariel. And Ariel will give her feedback and encouraging comments, and I'll send those back to the back to the high school to the girls. So it's a great exchange that's come from that, and um, and. I I I know hearing from I know the the students in at Lenana hearing from Ariel will be really special for them. And yeah, it, I I love how we met. It's just perfect. It's completely fortuitous. I mean, it <laughs> it, it, it just happened like beautifully. And um, you know, I also write a blog at Choose Now Ministries, uh, and I write for teens and parents of teens, I answer a question from one of our students and I write about that. So I've, I've, um, everything from why do girls need a boyfriend or feel uncomfortable without a boyfriend, I should say. And, uh, and, um, uh, why are my periods so painful? At random, mm -hmm. but all it's amazing how universal the questions are. It applies doesn't matter where it's it's coming from a rural town in Kenya, uh right. where you know they they are they have very little very the cultures are different, the the everything is different about the, the two you know, the world that uh but Yet the issues are the same. So uh, it's, that's something else that has come from Lift the Lid that I I feel like I'm trying as much as possible to bring it into uh, into America or into other other countries sure. and make make connections and links and uh, get everybody together. If I'm not mistaken, I think your latest was on cutting. Was it not, Sarah? Yeah, it, yeah, it was because one one student wrote this incredible poem about uh, HIV and she was absolutely, I mean, it's written as if she was at the, has seen horrors and she, what mm -hmm. she did, she, she personifies HIV. She becomes it. She writes, tiny as I am, blood hungry, they call me HIV. I really do harm, especially to those who are careless. I destroy you completely and I really enjoy how thin you become and they say you mm. are slim. And, oh my. And, and I thought, how does this girl, um, it, who's 12 years old, handle this this, mm -hmm. this amount of uh, suffering and, and this this reality? And this is how she handles it. She handles it beautifully. She 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 handles it creatively, and 
and I'm sure it's the most therapeutic work she could do by writing about these, this this monster of a disease. So, and then I thought, how do other children that we know um, handle handle tough situations or despair? Well, it turns out in the past decade, a lot of them are cutting themselves, which is that's mm-hmm. that's that's not the right direction. That's right. not the yeah. they think it's it's an answer and. Clearly, it's a trap, and that's so. I decided to. I shared the poem Nancy wrote from Ken, from Kenya, and um, and I, I shared her photo and and a bit about her, and then I wrote about what what cutting is and how how we can uh, how we can look for positive outlets as opposed to negative outlets. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's it's some tough topics. <laughs> I find yeah, that it, sure. takes, it takes me a long, long time to write the blogs because I, yeah. I really... Sir, we only have a few minutes left, but I definitely want you to be able to tell us a little bit about your... I believe you have a novel coming out. Is that correct? In fact, I think right. we have a picture of the cover yeah, on we, our... Yeah, we, we have a cover on, on it. Yeah, show. Yeah, so that's, you that's, tell us a little bit about that. Give us a sneak peek. We just have about okay. uh, three minutes left here, Sarah. Oh, gosh. So. I'm like, okay, so yes, it's. I always cry at weddings, and um, it, the publisher is White Fire Publishing, who I'm absolutely just ecstatic over the cover design and uh, all the work that that they're doing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy dancing because it's been a long time coming this novel, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I um, and it's a, it, it just captures a lot of the essence of New York City and the search for identity and uh, the the wrong paths that you can take and the various places in our lives that we go looking for identity, even our parents or a job or a a relationship or um, a dream. So, and where she ends up coming out and it, it ties in homelessness, which I have a lot of experience with from the soup kitchen. So, um, mm-hmm. Kind of dispels many myths about homelessness, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a New York City fairy tale as gritty as it can be. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Now, is that is that out now? Is it? I mean, you no, can, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you you can pre-order it. You're welcome. Everyone's okay. welcome. And how does pre-order one pre-order it? it? Amazon.com and look for okay. I always cry at weddings. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you can pre-order it there, but it, the release date is in September, September fifteenth. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, well, unfortunately, we're out of time, Pat. It just goes Sarah, so fast, doesn't it? So I enjoyed visiting with you. <laughs> this was just wonderful. It was I get a to lot tell, of fun. I get to tell my wife. I, I I have about four more topics I would love yeah. to discuss with you, and yeah. it's going to happen, unfortunately. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need a part two. <laughs> yeah, invite that, me that's back exactly sometime. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. Sarah, thank you so much for being on uh, Let's Speak with Patty Sheen. It's We've just so been and, and our prayers are with you that you will continue to uh, do this good work for for students all over the all over the world. So God bless you and thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Patty. Thank you, Derek. It was, it was wonderful, great fun. Sarah, we sure enjoyed it. Okay. And, I'll be in touch with you. Uh, have, have, okay. Good. Now you can go and have some tea time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to cook tea time, actually. Okay. <laughs> I have to cook the tea. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. I know. And okay. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Let me remind our listeners to go to www.pattysheen.com yes. to sign up for the giveaway. Mm-hmm. I have a quick – we have about a minute. We have uh, two minutes, by two golly. Minutes. Two okay. whole minutes. <laughs> All right, then I'll talk a little bit more about the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, once again, it is a book entitled No Plan B, Discovering God's Blueprint for Your Life. Mm-hmm. It is by Nelson Hanna and also a $10 Starbucks gift card. Give a little preview of next week. Next week we have what's next week? We have a lady by the name of Chris Richards, and I happen to know Chris. I have met her face to face with friends, so I actually know what she sounds like. I know what she looks like. (laughs) (laughs) She uh, actually lives here in Colorado. Okay, I was going to ask what part of the country uh, we're going to be talking to. Colorado. She's up north of us. Okay. She is the founder of Way which stands for Words and Youth Writers Conferences. Mm -hmm. She's going to be talking about an upcoming conference that uh, will be taking place here in, uh, I can't remember when, so I I think May, but I'm not sure. She is also an acquisitions editor for Lighthouse Publishing of the Carolinas, Mm -hmm. and she is also an author and a speaker. 
next, and I will. That's right. Next week on Lipstick. Yeah. To our listeners about writing and editing and all kinds of fun stuff and the conference and I think we will have a very enjoyable fun. Well, let's wrap this one up. Well. So, thank you listeners and remember that in this next week let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. We hope to see you back next Tuesday, the 10th of February at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Remember, if you missed the show, if you missed part of the show, we are archived. You can go to my website at pattysheen.com yep. and you will find the archive page under Blog Talk Radio and all the shows will be there. This one isn't quite set up yet, okay. but it will be okay. in a few minutes. So we welcome you back next week. God bless. Have a blessed week, everyone. <laughs> There is a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, some dark.